It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. It's football Friday here in the Eastern Panhandle on this October 20th. 2023 Nick Verzellini Colin McLaughlin happy to have you with us for today's edition of the sports mix of course with it being a football Friday we're going to talk high school football here on the show today then we will take talk some college football Shepard having a big homecoming matchup against Westchester this week WVU returns home for what should be a good game against Oklahoma State it's fair homecoming too yeah there you go so big homecoming week uh, the Commanders taking on the Giants this week. Ravens playing the Lions. That should be a really good game in the 1 o'clock window. Steelers-Rams at 4 o'clock. So, big weekend in the NFL. And then uh, we'll talk, of course, about Tyson Bajant. He's going to make his first career NFL start this week. And a huge Sunday night football game as well between the Dolphins and Eagles. So, a lot to talk about, Colin, today on the show. And as always, Football Friday, it's the best day of the week, arguably. That and Wednesday, because why Wednesday, obviously, yeah. ranks pretty high up there. It's two but. great days as our show brought to you by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home proudly serving our area since 1880. And we got some big games this week Yeah, in high school football, uh, one of ours being the top, arguably, but you could also make the argument that it's not the top game this week because you do have number one Huntington hosting number three Cabell Midland. Yeah, that's a huge game. And I think um, these two games that you just mentioned mean a lot for who's going to be toward the top of the rankings, but all those teams are in. I think the Jefferson-Musselman game, Musselman game is obviously huge. If Musselman were to get a win over Jefferson, uh, while it seems unlikely at this time, um, that would probably help submit them toward being a playoff team because of the strength of schedule and what that win would mean for them. They're most likely then probably going to beat Washington if they were to lose this week. Who really knows with that game? Um, but I would say a win, you would think they probably beat the Patriots too so they can get to 5-5 five and five at the very least. And at that point, they would have enough momentum heading into that Parkersburg game where you might pick them in that one. So I think that's a really good, interesting game this week. Of course, Washington-Hampshire, while it may not have a ton of impact on the postseason, uh, for two programs that are trying to turn it around, trying to build some momentum, uh, that's a big game. So I think there's a lot of interesting matchups this week, not only here in the Panhandle, but across the state. And uh, really looking forward to seeing how these ones play out. And let's jump into this Martinsburg-Spring Mills game. This feels like the for the first time ever, maybe Spring Mills can be competitive with Martinsburg, but they're going to have to go on the road. They're going to have to play against Martinsburg on their senior day. And, of course, last year was a 63-0 game. But Spring Mills has changed. They're excited. Kids were asking us last night, are we going to be at the game? And we were like, well, yeah, but <laughs> they don't know that. And they're – you know, excited to be on TV 10 this week and, and get to showcase what their team has because they clearly have, um, you know, a talented team. So is this going to be the year where Spring Mills puts it together, at least competes against Martinsburg, maybe even 
potentially pull off a win. I mean, I have no clue really what to expect heading into it. Uh, you do, like I said, I mean, 63 nothing last year. They've never really been close to winning this game. Uh, you would think Martinsburg is going to win by multiple scores. I said at the beginning of the week, 42-14 would be my prediction. But I do think there are some things where you could see Spring Mills potentially making an even bigger jump than that because they have had this core together for a long time. They have a lot of experience now. The thing is, Martinsburg also has that experience, and they've been beating up on you the last few years. So, you know, it's hard to really pick against the Bulldogs, and I'm not going to do that. But I do think we have a chance for the best game maybe between an EPAC team and the Bulldogs this season. Yeah. At the very least. you got to give Spring Mills credit, even though we haven't got to see them in person yet. This is our first time getting to see them in person tonight. They've surprised us time and time again. So you got to give them credit there. This is definitely the best, at least in my opinion, Spring Mills football team in the school's history. But then, is their best enough to beat a Martinsburg team? Probably not, because unfortunately for Spring Mills, you haven't beat them, and it's never been close. The closest game, final score it looks like, that I see is... 56 nothing. That's tough. Now, do I think it's going to be 56 nothing this week or tonight? No, I, I think Spring Mills has definitely improved, as we said. It's their best team. I think they can put up some points on the board this time around against Martinsburg. But at the same time, this Martinsburg team is really, really good still, really talented. Their defense is only allowed, I believe, 40 points all season long. And scored 42. The offense is firing on all cylinders. They're playing really good football. And I still think they're going to win by multiple scores. But it's still a measuring stick game for Spring Mills. How much have they improved? Are they a team that, even though if they lose to Martinsburg tonight, are still one of the top five teams in the state? Yeah, and I think the other thing you could argue, even for Martinsburg in some ways, it's a measuring stick game. Because... While we've seen how good they've been, and obviously they have some good wins on their schedule in the non-conference and such, uh, right now Spring Mills is ranked ahead of them in the ratings. So that you know is strictly based off of how they do the the system, and we talked about that yesterday and, and all the points and how that gets configured. But considering that, like we really haven't seen Martinsburg except for against I guess Jefferson and Musselman right now two playoff teams but we haven't seen them against supposedly a top five team in the state um and I put that in quotes because I don't know if you would necessarily I don't know about Spring Mills yet if they are that top five team so if Martinsburg comes out and dominates tonight uh you know I think that just solidifies what we already think we know that they are arguably the best team in the state and again um, but I do think it, it shows us a little bit more about them in some ways, too. Because if this ends up being a closer game, then either it means Spring Mills is really good, which is a possibility, or it means that maybe Martinsburg is closer to the rest of the state than what we thought, at least when it comes to those elite programs in the state this year. So I think there's there's a lot to prove on the Martinsburg side as well, and I think that would be my motivation if I'm heading to the game 
as Martinsburg, you know, you're number six right now. This team's ranked ahead of you. Do you really believe they're better than you? You know, kind of thing. That would be what you'd want to go out and prove tonight. That's one part of the motivation, and the other part is you haven't lost to a team in this area in 16 years. Yeah, and I mean, this is, you know, your home turf. It's senior night. So I'm thinking Martinsburg going to come out, play with their fire, not come out flat like they have at times this season and play to their best ability, which should lead to a good game for the Bulldogs. But I think Spring Mills does have some good things on their team. Max Anderson is a really good quarterback, and sometimes that can be the difference at the high school level. Um, And he's now a junior, so he's taken the steps to becoming one of the best quarterbacks in the state, and he's a dual threat. So there's a lot of good things that he provides. Can that O-line hold up? against Martinsburg's D-line will be key because if they don't give Max time, it, it won't matter you know, how well he's trying to play or, or what he's seeing on film. So they're going to have to hold up against Martinsburg's D-line. They have the skill, guys, I feel like, to make some plays. I mean, obviously Martinsburg has a lot of speed on their side as well, but I think Spring Mills has some guys out there that can make some plays. Um, but can they hold up against that D-line of Martinsburg? Can they also contain Murphy Clement, who I know we've talked a lot about Max, but you know Murphy's been great this year as well, and he can throw and run. They're both very dynamic quarterbacks. So um, it, it's going to be a tough challenge. I would think Martinsburg wins by multiple scores, but I think, again, this has a great opportunity to be the closest game that these two schools have played. I think it has a great opportunity to be the closest game this year that Martinsburg's faced in the EPAC. And I think it should be a pretty good high school football game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I'm intrigued to see this Spring Mills team in person for the first time this season and what they're able to do. And uh, it may not be the best way to evaluate them since it is Martinsburg, but we'll see what they're able to do. That's a fair point. We always say in games against Martinsburg, you can't count that one. That needs to be an outlier and an evaluation. Can but it does count because it, I, I know. I mean, it does though mean if you can compete for a state championship or not. Because if you can't beat the Bulldogs and it's not very close, then good luck against some of these other teams. And not only that, but if you do get to the state championship game or if you're making a run, you're probably going to run into Martinsburg again. So, yep. you know, when it comes to the overall picture, while it is an outlier type game and, and maybe it still means that you're a good team you probably can't win at all. So we can find that out tonight about Spring Mills. How good can they be? And um, I'm excited to see that because this program, we've watched them grow. We've watched them develop. And Coach Law has done a great job with this team. Um, And I've been really impressed from a distance. But now we get to see it up close against a team that's obviously really talented in Martinsburg. Yep, looking forward to this one tonight. Pre-game coverage starting at 6 o'clock right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV 10 as well as TV on YouTube kickoff for this one between Spring Mills and Martinsburg at 7. Let's now move on to another EPAC versus EPAC matchup, that being the Jefferson Cougars who are just behind Martinsburg and Spring Mills in the standings. Nick at seventh, taking on Musselman, who, as we've said earlier this week, losing record of three and four, but sixteenth in the state. Yeah, they're sixteenth, and we've talked about it yesterday. All that has to do with the strength of schedule. So if you want us, or if you want a whole breakdown on that, you can tune into yesterday's episode on 
on a or a podcast version of the show but um yeah uh this is another point against spring mills in some ways tonight because they had a two-point game against jefferson a lot changes from week one to now but uh maybe that means that martinsburg is going to dominate since they did dominate against jefferson but in terms of this matchup jefferson musselman there's a lot of things that really make it seem like jefferson's going to dominate tonight uh, Mar- Musselman's offense has been non-existent the last few weeks and overall in the season they're the fifth worst offense in AAA in scoring yes I mean that's what offense is yes. right <laughs> yardage it, it doesn't matter they're, they're the fifth lowest scoring team with 95 points every other team has no more than one win <clears throat> that has scored less points than them so it's honestly shocking that they have three wins and, and considering that 66 of those points came in the first two weeks it kind of makes some sense but um yeah this team has struggled obviously on the offensive end now the defensive has been pretty good they've only allowed 169 points on the season that's not bad at all the thing is is they only average 13 a game 13.7 i believe it is and and uh jefferson averages nearly 29 a game so they're much better offensively and on paper this looks like it could be a very tough game even if the defense for the appleman uh, can contain Jefferson. Now, the thing is, it's like everything is telling me that Musselman is done, right? But I just can't get there yet. So, you know, do something tonight, Musselman, that makes me change my opinion right now because, I, and that's my challenge to them, can they put up points? Can they show us something offensively? Can they keep this a close game? And maybe they can pull it out. But, like, everything – in your head based on the numbers this team shouldn't even be three and four i mean based yeah. on the, based on the stats this what, season. what are you saying jefferson averages how many points 28.7 i believe it is 29 and musselman has only scored above that one time this year yeah so it, it's it seems like this is an impossible task but like we said before this is a historic program and, and they've overcome a lot this season considering that their offense has been anemic at times and yeah we, still... we, we talked about at the beginning of the show can they get momentum and, and i thought this was a great point that you brought up can they get momentum because they've played jefferson close they beat him by one point last year we know this team now that was before heritage took over it was right. a little bit different offense that, that is true jefferson. it was goings at quarterback but this team plays them tough jefferson understands that too musselman can get momentum if they win to then go up against Washington, which we think is a winnable game. If they are on a three-game win streak, I'd pick them against Parkersburg. But right now I see zero momentum, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So, as you said, the challenge for Musselman, give us a reason Yeah, to think that you can get momentum now all of a sudden with even though you got a win last week, it was 6 nothing on a final second controversial play that was a scoop and score your right. offense didn't do anything last week against edgesville supposedly they moved the ball but they had some penalties so i mean you didn't put up points ultimately right. and i mean i guess there was some positives in that cattle midland game and i guess this last week you could say in some ways was an outlier because of all the rain saturday game but just ultimately this team hasn't been able to score since week one really i mean they put up some points in week two but that game went to overtime uh so you know how do they 
finds a way to beat Jefferson tonight would shock me, honestly, because of the way that they just haven't been able to score. But their defense has been really good. Maybe they can score on defense. I don't know. I mean, high school football is wild uh, at times. So I wouldn't, like, completely count them out. But a lot of things tell you that Jefferson's win this game by four touchdowns. If not more. Yeah. But they have a lot of incredible athletes. They've had a great season. I was impressed that they got the win last week. We knew it was going to be a close game. Millbrook's a really good team. So if you want to go off momentum alone gotta go jefferson talent i I think the same even though both teams are talented jefferson has more talent in my mind more athletes and have played a better season so far they're at home it's really tough to in my mind think yeah this is going to be close as you said it shouldn't be but you never can can out muscleman yeah it's like that little part of you that's just saying do i really think muscleman's going to lose by four touchdowns in an epac game that's not martinsburg it's like it, that sounds ridiculous. Right. I mean, I'm still shocked that Spring Mills beat them 26 to 3. Yeah. But it had already happened. And Jefferson and Spring Mills, based on the game that they played earlier this year, are pretty even. So, hey, it doesn't look great. But we'll see if maybe some way, somehow. I mean, it's raining right now, I guess, or there's been rain it was, on and yeah, off I don't today. Know. So maybe. Uh, Once I step in this building, I barely go outside maybe that helps muscleman maybe they can grind one out i don't know but washington hampshire tonight as well colin unless you had any other points i don't think nope i'm good we we can move on else we needed to say about that so washington hampshire tonight um again this is a matchup of teams that have struggled this year i'm thinking washington can win this game just based on what we've seen in the past it was 35-3 last year uh, Washington won. I think they may be slightly better than they were last year in some areas, but they did lose some uh, veterans on their team from last year. Rodrigo Delgado's the big loss. So they lost some of their explosiveness, but they still have a decent offensive line. Um, they've seen some good things from their quarterback, Ryan Went at times, and he's young and he's progressing. So uh, we know that. Hampshire, I thought, though, does provide a lot of challenges in some ways because they run so many different things offensively now. Um, how do they, you know, react to that, especially with a young team not necessarily being familiar with the adjustments you have to make? Um, in That's the, the exact point I was going to bring up. So it, it's a difficult to, team to prepare for in Hampshire, and they are three and five. Um, we saw them last week against Berkeley Springs. I think they have some some good things on their team like it looks like their quarterback play is not too bad they uh were able to run the ball effectively but also that is a winless berkeley springs team that they went up against so i don't know if it's a great way to evaluate them so i think this should be a close game um and if i had to pick hampshire is at home but i'd lean slightly toward washington based off of past results but uh, yeah, it's a winnable game on either side. Yes, it, you, you said both teams have struggled, but I, I'd like some things that I've seen on both sides. Last week we got to see, as you said, Hampshire, which we thought it was going to be more Landon Eversole at the quarterback spot. They were going to be more spread. But next thing you knew, they decided to bring in Fields and go wishbone some play action with some big hitting plays. If... Washington can limit those big hitting plays, I give them a better chance. And if they can create turnovers and limit the turnovers, as you said, this team's still young. So 
how will they be able to adapt on the defensive end to some of these unpredictable plays that you might see or formations you might see from Hampshire is something that we'll have to look at. And can they limit turnovers? Can they make tackles? You got some big guys. Brinker, I thought, was very well as a running back last week for Hampshire. So if you're able to make your tackles, you have a chance. Yeah, and I think uh, Coach Ray trying to, I guess, simplify things defensively, it sounded like, from our interview this week. So they're going to probably stay in their base for the most part. Um, Now, the key, I felt like last week, Hampshire came out in that flex bone. Berkeley Springs only has a three-down lineman look. So that was not a great look against that. I believe Washington runs four-down linemen. So that should match up a little bit better. And I think they have a little bit more size than Berkeley Springs does up front. Uh, They do have some some good D linemen, Brock Meadows and Asafo Mensa. Uh, So... You know, those guys can certainly uh, cause some problems, I think, for Hampshire up front, and then that could help them defensively in this game. So I would lean slightly toward Washington, but I think it's going to be a very competitive game. It could go either way. Just since I know a little bit more about the Patriots, I would pick them, but um, I do think it's a, a good matchup for both teams, and we'll see if either team can use this game as momentum heading into next year at the very least. Maybe even some momentum toward the end of the season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, do you know of any other big games in AAA before we wrap things up off the top of your head? I know we. Yeah, you said mentioned Cabell, the Huntington Midland, or the Huntington. Yeah, one I thought it was Huntington Hurricane. No, that was last week. So it's Huntington Cabell Midland this week. It looks like uh, Hurricane has Riverside this week. Okay, I guess so, I was messed up. Yeah, I don't there. see any other ranked matchups. I mean, one that we were talking about. Number 15, Wheeling Park against Brooks should be a... That's a huge one, game, yeah. Yeah, to keep an eye on. But other than that, I think we're all good for this segment. Yeah. So let's step aside, take our first break here on today's edition of the Sports Mix as this segment brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg at 1400 Shepherdstown Road and online at ParsonsFord.com. They became number one by making you number one first, Parsons. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We're back on the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here on the show today. Colin, let's talk some college football. Want to start with the Mountaineers? Yeah, let's start them, right? Sure. Four and two, coming off of a heartbreaking loss last week to Houston. They do get some time off in between games with it being a Thursday game. So they get on Oklahoma State this week at home. Uh, What's your thoughts, Colin, heading into this one, WVU? I think they've played pretty well. They were able to put up some points. Obviously, that was a tough loss. We talked about it last week. Not the way you'd want it to go at the end there but ultimately they're they're still playing good football and uh, we'll see how they bounce back this week right you can't let last week the way it ended ruin a hopefully good rest of the season you still got a lot of football left to play you can't give up after a tough loss on the road to houston 
you're back at home, you've had time to rest, you've had time to let that loss sink in and hopefully give you positive motivation to still come out and get a win. It's going to be a good game. I know looking at the matchup predictor right now, ESPN as WVU heavily favored, but Oklahoma State has definitely improved the past few weeks and coming off a upset against the then-ranked Kansas Jayhawks last week, 39-32. They beat K-State before that. So they're playing good football. I'm looking at this to probably be for the West Virginia Mountaineers to get a win, a defensive-heavy game, kind of like what we've seen against Tech and TCU. Keep it low-scoring, make your possessions matter, and go on from there. I was listening to the Mountaineer report from Tony Caridi this morning, and the big point that he was making was third down defense. WVU fifth or tied for fifth in the country on third downs defensively. Oklahoma State's offense, 96th. So if you can get them off the field, great. That's how you win. Yeah. Um, I think this is a weird Oklahoma State season so far. They started with a win over Central Arkansas, which is what you would expect. Then they beat Arizona State. And they just get smacked by South Alabama of all teams, thirty-three to seven. So that was a weird loss. But since then, they've played a lot better. You know, they lost by a touchdown to Iowa State, as you mentioned, coming off of the wins over the Kansas schools. So uh, you feel pretty good about them heading into this one. But also, we know WVU's played really good football pretty much the entire season. I know the Penn State loss. Um, wasn't what you wanted necessarily, but it was a lot better than people thought it was going to be heading into that one. They nearly covered. They should um, But Yeah, they, I mean, a last-second touchdown there. So, you know, overall, I think WVU's exceeded expectations, and I think at times you could argue that Oklahoma State has underperformed, but they are playing better. So it's a really interesting game. I think, again, we see a close one probably. WVU playing at home, I think you have to give them the advantage but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything like that. It should be a pretty fun game, I would feel like. And I'll pick the Mountaineers this week. I have had some inconsistency with my Mountaineers picks, though. I started true. picking against them, then I continued to pick against them, and they were winning. So maybe I should pick against them again, to so they can get a win. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really affect my life too much. And I don't think it affects the game either. It, you don't think? You don't Not think really. like the college football script writers listen to the sports mix and go, you know what? If Whatever script, Nick Verzellini picks, we'll just do the opposite. No, the script's already been written. Don't but worry. maybe not for WVU because they're, not, they're not probably going to compete for the playoff. So it's like their script is written based off of us. We need to get Pat McAfee in that room then to write the script yeah then they'd be in the playoff maybe if he's loyal to his school has he, he has he returned since graduating yeah i think a few times okay he tried to get game day there but they lost to penn state because sometimes you know guys graduate and they don't no he back. still loves wvu that's good to hear but I, I i'm picking the mountaineers this week too green coming off his career high of 391 yards and two touchdowns last week so Hopefully he stays a little bit better as a passer. That's always been, I feel like, his inconsistency. If he can get the ball to Hudson more, too, please. Yeah, Because Hudson's he leads the nation in uh, yards per catch. So Yeah, he's been great. I mean, when they've gotten him the football, especially in space, 
in that play that they ran that he ended up scoring what could have been the game-winning touchdown last week, um, that was really good play design, too, by WV. Yes. You know, they, they did a good job of running uh, the, the routes that kind of affected where the corner ended up being, and I think the corners collided with each other, which helped Hudson get open, and then uh, he's got more speed than people probably realize, and, and you get him in space, he can do a lot of things, so... Um, definitely been impressed with that and just how well he's played. I really didn't expect much from Hudson Clement heading to WVU, not because I didn't think he was talented, but I just felt it would be very, it's like the Tyson situation, you know, being in a, a walk-on is essentially being undrafted and the chances of you sticking with it and then, uh, making it through all that because being wa- a walk-on is not easy. I, I feel like if we get Hudson again on the show, he could probably, give us some more details on that eventually but it's just like like those guys don't get treated the same as the scholarship guys um so you know i I give a lot of credit to how hard he's worked and i'm not surprised by that but i I guess it's just like it's it's a tough situation to go into and expect much from him so uh definitely has been you know a great start and continue to get him the ball he's really he's really arguably their best playmaker wide receiver which is pretty crazy to say so uh let's move on though shepherd this week playing homecoming against westchester i think it should be uh, a good game again westchester struggled last year they were pretty young at quarterback cooper jordan he is their offense now the problem with him is he turns the ball over too much nine interceptions already on the year Uh, is pretty high number and I'm not certain if he got hurt or what the situation was, but if he's out, uh, that loses quite a bit because not only is he their quarterback, but he's their leading rusher. So they really run their offense through Jordan. And I'm not certain if he got hurt or what it was, but Kohler finished the game last week. Now, I think we might have seen him before. He's been with the team at least for a while. So uh, he's not a bad thrower of the ball, but cooper jordan is their guy when i think him and jordan were kind of splitting last year if i'm remembering correctly now that i think about it but uh jordan is their guy when it comes to you know what they want to do offensively with the mobile quarterback so losing that if that is the case this week definitely helps Shepard, but would certainly make this maybe a less interesting game uh depending on what westchester can do with their passing attack they got some big running backs. Most of them are six one or taller, and, and in the mid two hundreds, or like two fifteen, two twenty ish. So there's some big backs. Um, good receivers. Deshaun Seals is a guy that people should remember. Uh, kind of similar role to like Tavon Austin type, only five foot seven, but they use him a lot on jet sweeps and stuff like that. So he's a dynamic player. Um, Seth Degree, I believe, is injured right now, but he's been a good receiver for them in the past. Uh, Don't really use the tight end too much, but we'll get him involved from time to time. So, you know, they're a fun team to watch offensively uh, when they don't turn the football over. And then defensively, uh, they're pretty solid year in and year out, just usually a pretty aggressive defense. So I think it's a fun matchup, matchup, um, headbutting bowl. I'm looking forward to it. I do think Shepard gets another win. You know, coming into home, it looks like rain won't be a factor tomorrow, at least as of the last time I looked. So that will be good. I know Coach McCook's excited about that. He joked with me again on the pregame interview about how uh, he's excited not to wake up and it be raining because uh, that's kind of been a trend for them the last few weeks. But It's true. 
definitely uh, looking forward to the game. Always fun for homecoming. Brenton Doyle's going to be in, te- in attendance as well as probably several former Shepherd football players. And in this exciting week for Shepherd with Tyson Bajant making his first career NFL start. So a lot of things to uh, be excited about. I expect a huge crowd as well for the Rams this week. So I got Shepard winning. Um, it, it could be another close game. I think if Westchester is at full strength, they can do some good things, but they're going to have to take care of the ball against an aggressive Shepard defense that appears to be without Anilio Pena. I think he's having an MRI. So uh, that's tough. They'll be without him this week. Um, and they still, I believe, is without Cam Dorner on the yeah, offensive side. Yeah, without Cam too, Dorner, right? without Dante Harrison. So definitely some big losses for this team. But they've proven to have the depth uh, to make up for those losses and, and find guys to fill in. So Yeah, I think I've be been right. impressed with this team the past few weeks. I think the ground game has definitely been stepping up, too, to complement the air attack and i'm picking Shepard to win this week i've really liked what i saw last week in the rain and i've liked that the defense has been able as you said to really put pressure on the quarterback cause turnovers a few weeks ago we saw what four interceptions in the win yes so i think this team is playing really good football right now they're going to continue to do so and get another win on homecoming night afternoon afternoon night day yeah they painted the stands i did see that not, on the away side really a right huge fan of that but whatever um they did do that so that was interesting uh that will be a new addition you can make a judgment on it yourself i guess but um it's like a yellow it's kind of a weird color choice i felt like but because shepherd's blue and gold they're not really blue and yellow it's true but hey i don't know um maybe they'll change it at some point down the line but Moving forward uh, with the actual game and stuff that matters about the game, uh, hopefully the scoreboard's working too, but that's not really something That'd that be matters nice, about yeah. the game. Um, what I was going to say was I feel like Shepard's been playing really good, like you said, and I think the turnovers are important. I think the special teams will be important as well. Um, so looking forward to the matchup. Again, should be a good crowd, I would think, on Saturday and uh trying to think of their what what exactly i wanted to say there but i guess just that i feel like this team's starting to click oh back to the running game is what i was going to make the point about uh, it seemed like they kind of got their identity with that running game last week as being you know a really good run one-two punch between malachi brown and jordan barnett that i think can be very dynamic for this team and maybe they didn't expect that at the beginning of the year but they've figured some things out with those two guys and the offensive line has made its improvements so uh, if Shepard can continue that, continue to k- take care of the football, and the defense continues to play well, make some turnovers, um, they've been great on special teams all year, so you really don't have any questions about that. I think Shepard gets a good win this week, but should be a pretty close game. Westchester has some dynamic playmakers on both sides of the ball, so definitely tune in and come out if you can. Again, pregame coverage on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube for the Shepard game tomorrow at 11:30 kickoff at noon we'll step aside take another break on today's edition of the sports mix brought to you by Orsini's home store not just an appliance store anymore cabinets design bedding outdoor living stop by and online at orsinis.com they're at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg there's a rundown bar across the 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix here on this Friday. Nick Verzellini, Kyle McLaughlin here on the show. Colin, we got Commanders football this weekend. And it's, it's a winnable game again for awesome. Washington yes. against the New York Giants heading to New York, a team that's beat up at the quarterback position. They're beat up on the offensive line. Not certain if Daniel Jones is going to go this week. Uh, Tyrod Taylor didn't play terrible against Buffalo. We know he's a serviceable backup, but um, this is a team that certainly has had uh, some issues in New York. Saquon should be healthy, but I think even he might be questionable this week. So a lot of things going against the Giants heading into this game. You would think Washington, even with them going on the road in a divisional game, should be able to get a win. Yeah, they should be. They've played a lot better on the road. Road win last week in Atlanta. The struggle, it seemed like, though, was closing the game out on the offensive end. On the defensive end for this week, the defensive line needs to have a field day. Please get pressure on Tyrod Taylor. Get sacks. Finish the plays. That's been the struggle with this team. They can get pressure, but it doesn't seem like the defensive line's able to finish a play and get a sack. I want to see a field day, especially for guys like Allen, guys like Young, guys like Payne, if he's healthy. I know he was injured for a minor part of last week's game and then limit the turnovers. And the same thing goes for Washington's offensive line. At times, they've looked really bad, too. So if they can give Howell protection, this should be a winnable game. I I still think it's going to be close. These teams always have played close in recent history, no matter how good or bad either one has been. That's why it's a division rivalry. You kind of throw the records out the window. But at the same time, Washington's the better team. There's too many injuries on New York's side. It should be a win for the Commanders. Yeah, I think that's where you look to it. Like, this is a beat-up Giants team. Um, you are right. You know, it is divisional. It is a rivalry. So... Sometimes that stuff doesn't matter, especially in the NFL, where the margin of, you know, victory is typically pretty close. Typically, you're getting good football games, um, no matter what the records are, because of just the fact that these are the best players in the world. So, excuse me, I thought I was going to sneeze there for a second, but I'm good now. Um, Giants, Washington, you know, this isn't a dominant Washington team. This is a middle-of-the-road team. So I think that this could be a closer game than maybe you would expect. But ultimately, Washington, I do think, will win. Um, But it is kind of tough. I mean, you are going into New York. Now, how excited are the Giants fans at this point? You know, will this even be a sellout for them? No. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) But maybe, I don't know. Giants fans are usually pretty passionate, I feel like. But, you know, they got to be down on this season. I mean, last year they somehow made the playoffs. That is true. But uh, And, you know, they had the coach of the year, Brian Dable. They gave a I lot of money I guess they started to, to believe. Jones. Maybe the fans started to believe in Daniel Jones, even though, um, you know, I think if you were not a Giants fan, you probably were like, this guy wasn't that good. He just – played good enough to get them into the playoffs like he didn't do anything dynamic enough to get that kind of money 
And the Giants have seemed to have this thing, like, they think Daniel Jones is going to become Eli Manning, and he just hasn't become him. And, yeah, Eli had some bad seasons in there, but it was a different time. One, two, he had some weapons to throw to. They don't really have that with the Giants. Right. He had a better offensive line. He had a good running game and a really good defense for a lot of those seasons. So Eli Manning could do some things with the guys that were around him. I don't know if Daniel Jones is terrible because his offensive line is ridiculously bad. The only good player they have on offense is Saquon Barkley. So And he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he can't stay healthy and... And the receivers, like we said the other day, I'm not even sure if I can name more than one. I think Jalen Hyatt, Darius Slayton, so I guess I can, but that's only because of fantasy football. If fantasy football didn't exist, I wouldn't know a single Giants receiver. Yeah. So it's a bad team. They have Darren Waller at tight end, but like he's not good anymore. So I don't know if it's all on Jones. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he was worth that money. But I think Washington, in terms of this game, I kind of got sidetracked with the Giants. Like, Washington has enough here uh, to get this win. I think their team's better. They should win. They should get pressure on the quarterback. They should get a lot of sacks um, with how much they've invested into that D-line. All right, let's get quickly into your team since we're down to our final seven minutes and still have a break to take as the Ravens host the Lions. Are you worried still about this week's game? I mean, I think it's going to be a tough game. I I knew that heading in. um, Baltimore returning home from London and also getting to face a really good team in the Detroit Lions. Now, the Lions are beat up. I'm not certain if both Montgomery and Gibbs are going to be out again this week or what the case is, but I know they both have injuries. So they're beat up there. They do get Williams back at wide receiver. He came back last week, caught a touchdown for him. So... Uh, They have some dynamic receivers in St. Brown and Williams, and of course Jared Goff has played really well. Um, They also have Sam LaPorta at tight end, so it's a very tough matchup. The Ravens' defense has been pretty good, though. Uh, They've gotten pressure on the quarterback. They've had enough good play in the secondary to make up for some injuries, and I think they match up well with this Giants team in some areas, or this Giants-Lions team in some areas. Um, I think it's a toss-up game. The Ravens haven't really played that well at home, it feels That's like. That's what I was about to say. Ravens are 1-1 one one at home. Lions are 3-0 and on the road. And that loss was to the Colts, and their only win was against the Texans, who they didn't look great against. They just were the Texans. So, I mean, I don't know how to feel about this one. I think the Ravens win it because I don't... I feel like this is a tough game for the Lions going into Baltimore. If you can make the Lions one-dimensional, you get the win. Sounds good to me. Let's make them one-dimensional. All right, let's move on to a 405 game, the Steelers at the Rams. I think the Rams win this one. Yeah, I don't know. It is in L.A., which is a tough road trip for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's coming off of a bye. They need to fire Canada. Yeah, fire Canada. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll go with the Rams because I don't want to see the Steelers win. Fair enough. (laughs) But I think it's a toss-up. I mean, it's probably... But I think the Rams have more offensively with Cooper Cup, Puka, Stafford. I think they get to win. All right, there you go. That wraps up this segment of the Sports Mix as it's brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, they'll deliver it to you. 
If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit them online at HagerstownFord.com. Built a home and watched it burn. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We're back on the show. Shady's not back. He hasn't been back in a while, but Tyson's back. Starting this time in the NFL, Tyson Bajant making his first career NFL start this week for the Chicago Bears against the Las Vegas Raiders. We talked about it earlier in the week, Colin. This is a you know a great opportunity for Tyson, and I'm excited to see how he does. But it will be tough. We're both starting him in, in a fantasy league this week. Yeah. So we're all in, I guess. I, Why not? We've seen him be talented. Yeah, I mean, partially it's due to our situation on our team, but also I wasn't going to say that, but yes. <laughs> It's because it's Tyson. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I look, I believe he can throw a touchdown. So I think he can get the win. I mean, the, Raiders the secondary aren't great. of the Raiders isn't great. I'm not they can scared put pressure. Of them. I mean, if Crosby's going after Tyson, I hope Tyson's good. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really just depends on the Bears' line holds up. I think if Tyson can get the ball, ball to DJ Moore, he should be all right. And uh, just, you know, do his thing. I mean, yeah. Play with confidence, which we know he has. They play at 1 o'clock. Good luck to Tyson. Hopefully the Bears can get a win so we can talk about that along with our teams getting wins this weekend too. But that wraps up today's edition of the Sports Mix. Again, Martinsburg football tonight against Spring Mills. Shout out to the Marius Group. They're our sponsor here for this final few portions of our segment. But for Nick Versalini, I'm Colin McLaughlin signing off for today's edition of the Sports Mix on WRNR Martinsburg and TV 10.